Today is Friday, February 25th, and you're listening to the morning announcements presented by Betches Media. I'm Sammy Sage. Attacks have been launched across the entire country of Ukraine, from all borders, amounting to 137 casualties so far. There are now 190,000 Russian troops in the region, and if you remember those casual military exercises in Belarus last week, they turned out to be relevant as ground troops entered Ukraine from the north yesterday. So if it walks like a military exercise and talks like a military exercise, you know the rest. Some Ukrainians tried to flee Kiev or escape to Poland, while many who stayed took shelter in subway stations that they used as bomb shelters, or they were put under blackout orders to use as little light as possible. One of the earlier highlights from yesterday is that the Russians took Chernobyl and the fighting destroyed a nuclear waste storage facility in the process, which I think is probably one of the worst storage facilities you could destroy. As of this recording at 10 p.m. Eastern, Russian forces were entering the capital of Kiev, and according to Pentagon intelligence, they have every intention of overthrowing the government. In Russia, anti-war protests broke out across the country, and approximately 1,400 protesters were arrested yesterday. President Biden gave a press conference yesterday afternoon where he announced the next wave of sanctions and the deployment of an additional 7,000 troops to Europe to reassure NATO allies. There are a lot of new sanctions, but definitely not the most harsh options available. This round of sanctions will include freezing all Russian assets in the U.S., sanctioning four Russian banks, imposing export controls, and sanctioning more oligarchs close to Putin. Which now leads one to wonder, one being me, who they're going to sanction when we run out of oligarchs. Putin's horse? Biden was also asked about sanctioning Putin himself and said that it was not off the table. House Intelligence Chair Adam Schiff also told reporters yesterday that this should, quote, prompt a wholesale effort to wean Europe off all Russian oil and gas so that Russia can no longer use that as leverage against Europe. So that sounds like another checkmark for the Green New Deal. And here's where I have to just briefly note that the Republicans are still divided on where they stand with Putin, with some expressly supporting him. But are we surprised? He got them elected. Our next story today was actually from late Wednesday night, but I saved it because of everything going on. Two prosecutors who were in charge of the Manhattan District Attorney's criminal investigation into Donald Trump's business dealings suddenly resigned. Carrie Dunn and Mark Pomerantz were generally responsible for running the investigation on a day-to-day basis. And according to the New York Times, sources said that the grand jury investigation had stalled and they had not presented to the jury in the past month. Allegedly, the two prosecutors had quit because the new Manhattan DA, Alvin Bragg, expressed that he had doubts about moving forward with a case against Trump personally. It's still unclear why Bragg has these doubts, but it's possible that the inability to persuade any Trump organization executives to cooperate has hindered the investigation. I mean, to be fair, it's hard to hold him accountable when he ate all the evidence. Earlier this week, Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton announced his formal opinion— Who knew you could even do that? That gender-affirming health care for trans kids is a form of child abuse and should be classified as such under existing state law. Then-cartoon villain Governor Greg Abbott tweeted that, quote, The Texas Department of Family and Protective Services will enforce this ruling and investigate and refer for prosecution any such abuse. Which sounds kind of like lawyer speak for the fact that the state of Texas would support separating trans children from their supportive parents. So with that, I would like to announce my formal opinion that Ken Paxton and Greg Abbott should go back to building their book bonfire and stop terrorizing minors. A new report from the National Center for Health Statistics found that the number of women in the U.S. who died during pregnancy or shortly after rose 14% in 2020. 
America's maternal mortality rate, which was already much higher than other countries, increased from 20.1 to 23.8 deaths per 100,000 live births. For comparison, Norway and New Zealand have fewer than two, and France and Canada have fewer than nine. And as with literally any disparity that exists here, the maternal mortality rate increased more substantially for black and Hispanic women than for white women, with one-third of the pregnant women and new mothers who died in 2020 being black, even though black Americans comprise about 13% of the population. Surely with numbers like these, someone will do something about maternal mortality, right? The trucker convoy is taking its show on the road, literally. A group of American truckers began a cross-country drive on Wednesday from California to Washington, D.C., in protest of COVID restrictions. There are about two dozen truckers who are referring to themselves as the People's Convoy and will be arriving in D.C. in 11 days. The Pentagon says they have already approved 400 National Guard troops to prepare. I don't know, 24 men and their trucks driving cross-country for freedom? Is this a protest or a country song? New reporting from AP News found that soldiers and civilians living at the U.S. Army base in Fort Ord, California, have been suffering from 35% higher rates of blood cancer than the general U.S. population, which is believed to potentially be caused by toxic chemical contamination in the water and soil on the base. Fort Ord, which is a word I'm having trouble saying, was closed as an active military base in 1990 after the EPA added it to its list of the most polluted places in the U.S. Cool. And even while the Defense Department and some in the Department of Veterans Affairs insisted that the water was safe, the AP's review of public documents shows that they also knew that the chemicals had been improperly dumped at Fort Ord for decades. This sounds weirdly like the plot of Aaron Brockovich. Maybe we should make sure this one doesn't launch the next Tom Girardi. And finally, CPAC is being held in Orlando this weekend. To conservatives, CPAC is like Coachella. To everyone else, it's Fire Festival. Trump will be speaking on Sunday, so you can probably expect an announcement of a 2024 presidential run, and that he is now selling the stolen White House documents in an NFT drop. Thank you for listening to the morning announcements. If you are enjoying this show, you can now rate it five stars on Spotify or leave me a review if you are listening on Apple Podcasts. Any review you leave means so much to me and to the growth of the show. And if there's an episode that you particularly enjoy and it really makes you laugh, Feel free to share it on your Instagram story, tag at Sammy, tag at the Betches Sup, and I will do my best to share them. And as always, if you want to learn more about any of these stories, links to source articles are in the show notes, or you can tune into the Betches Sup podcast where we go more in depth on these topics daily. Until next week, I'm Sammy Sage, and now you know what the fuck is going on. Betches.